Welcome to the She Grows Podcast. I'm Jen Matthews, and I'm joined by the amazing Danielle Doss today. We are so excited that you're with us. Join us every week for a word from our hearts as we grow together. Let's go. Welcome back. (laughs) I am so excited to be weekly now. Yes. It's so great. It's like endless conversations at our fingertips. How much content do you think that we would have just on the regular between just random conversations? Oh. Would not have enough space. No. Nor would we have the brain capacity to listen back. (laughs) Nor would you have the brain capacity to listen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll oh my gosh. You. moving on <laughs> <laughs> well we're so excited to be able to um to dig back in with you for another week in a row and it will continue every thursday you get from to here. look at this face yeah. so much jen <laughs> not y'all but me and, me and danielle it's great <laughs> we do have our um beautiful she coffee cups we're sipping out we of right do. now i just want to take you to this moment we need there's to... a candle burning in the office it's very cozy in here as you're on your treadmill yeah as you're doing who knows what driving to work <laughs> running doing laundry on 65 right now yes yeah Hopefully we can help you not cuss the car in front of you. That's right. Focus. But <laughs> we are so, so glad you're with us today. And we always hope that we bring something very meaningful Means for the time you spend us. with us. That's yeah. right. And today we kind of wanted to revisit something we touched on last week. And that was just really getting to know the father. And we're going to dig in a little bit more today because something changes when we really, really know someone. Yeah. Last week's was a little more instructional. Sure. This is going to be our heart, but also the heart of the Father. Like, we want you to see God's heart, like, help you in that realm to really see because it's captured us. Yes. And full transparency when Jen said, Hey, what do you think about this? I started listening to the scripture to wrap my head Mm -hmm. around. I was like, I need to go and make sure I read that text right. (laughs) Because it's so good. I mean, it is just such a snapshot of his heart. Oh, it starts out dark. We're not hitting on that. (laughs) It's fine. We'll we'll summarize that part for you. (laughs) Takes a minute to get there too, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But it's cool when you dig in and really learn the heart of someone that you're trying to get close to, because then you can more confidently trust his heart as you walk through all the situations in life, all the hard times, um, because we know he's after our good. And that really gives us strength to walk through the times when we can't see that good. So one of our very favorite things that we see, like in a common thread of how there's specific themes in the Bible, Mm -hmm. we love to talk about plants. Yes. Um, Of course, being rooted, (laughs) producing fruit. I mean, heck, we're talking about she grows. Like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be about the plants. (laughs) And you growing, of course. But yes. another one is a sheep. And turns out we're constantly, we're constantly compared to sheep. Yes. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse. Here we so are. here are just a few examples of the many times many. that we are compared to sheep. Matthew 9, 36 says, when he saw the crowd, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then later in Matthew 10, verse 16, he says, Behold, I'm sending you out a sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. I love that verse. I do too. And also in John 10, 
we're just throw out all. I mean, there's a lot of scripture out there's there. There's so many. These are just um, some favorites. No, oh, from mm. the voice of Jesus. Okay. I am the good mm-hmm. shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd does not with his own sheep see the wolf coming and the leaves. Mm-mm. Let me say that right. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> Words. Okay. Jesus is the good shepherd. We'll say that. Yeah. He is the hired hand and not a shepherd who does not. Why does that read different? I'm going to read John 10. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the good shepherd. (laughs) The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's beautiful. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I'll let you finish up at verse 14. Cross your fingers here. (laughs) I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Mm. I mean, how beautiful. Mm. I love Matthew 18, 12. It says, so what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountain and go search for the one that's straying? Mm. Then Luke 12, 32, don't be afraid, little flock. Little flock. Little flock. For your father has chosen to gladly give you the kingdom. After reading so many, realizing how much he compares us to sheep, I thought, okay, so what is it about sheep that is like us? Like, why? Why? Yeah, the same that we would like do all the research into plants. Yeah. We're going to do the same for sheep. Yeah. Yes. And it was interesting. It didn't take me long to see all the ways we are, <laughs> we are common animals. Okay. But I was going to say a random fact. We're not common in. They have rectangular eyes they do they have re- their pupils that's their pupils that's what i meant yes because they can see almost entirely behind them without moving like their head. all the peripheral vision yeah i don't have that no that's not like so. us but i thought that was a fun fact that was really cool for them but we get to stand upright so <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing that about sheep that is probably the biggest thing is they are just so social they graze in herds, and some of it is obviously for protection. There's a power in numbers. Sure. They don't have, you know, but people have done some research, and I don't know how one chats with a sheep to find this out. But I talk to a shepherd. <laughs> I talk to a shepherd, they know. But they found out that it's the community aspect that draws them together. They know they're better in community, and they actually form strong bonds with other sheep. Yeah. It's crazy. They found out that sheep can tell how each other is feeling, and I don't know how they counted this up, but they can recognize up to 50 different sheep faces at a time and even remember a person's face for up to two years. So that tracks. That tracks. After about two years, you're out. (laughs) (laughs) Hadn't seen you in a while. Forgot you. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) That that, that does happen, though, at some point. Yeah. It's not good, but I think it's age. But anyhow, and Mm. sheeps are totally lacking in protection from predators. Yes. This is why they have crazy eyeballs. Yeah. So they can see what's coming that they can't do anything about. Unfortunately, we do not have that. Yeah. Uh, And then also, turns out, we also don't have a whole lot of, like, self-made protection. Like, honestly, (laughs) as humans, we don't have a protective shell. Yeah. We don't have venom. Thank the Lord. We don't have speed. Most of us don't have speed. Or the ability ability to camouflage to our surroundings. Our protection comes from outside sources, like each other. Yeah. Or weapons. Weapons. 
Okay. Yeah, but not in another ourself. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, then there's the peer pressure, the flock mentality. Yeah. This is a real thing for sheep, and it is absolutely real for us too. But they a have a <laughs> they have a strong instinct to follow the sheep in front of them, even if it's a bad decision. Even if it's terrible, yeah. like this is good for the shepherd in general, and that it keeps the herd together. Sure. They follow each other around, but they don't think about it. They just follow. And actually, I believe it was in Europe. There's actually a case of a whole herd of sheep walking off of a cliff and dying because they just followed one after the other. Like so dumb. They'll follow each other. They'll they'll say like a lamb to the slaughter. Like this is such a disgusting thing to think about, but when they're going to be Um, taken from me or whatever, they will just follow each other in there without even thinking. Where are the emotions in this? I know. Like they should be giving each other a heads up. They should be going, hey, (laughs) turn back. This is bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. But it's crazy to look on to stories like this. But is that not us? Yeah. Just following. How many things do you do that are nonsense, but it's because everybody else is doing it? That is just not my personality. Like, it's going to take me a minute. If, In fact, if it's a like this huge popular something, everybody's doing it, I will on purpose not do it. I'll hold back for a bit. But that I've always been the... It's not to say that it's like, oh, well, now... Because I'm like, okay, well, anything could be awesome the first week, but... But then the longer it holds on, I've got an example of me being a, sh- a sheep. Okay, and also I'm thinking this sheep. through... Sometimes I'll be on Instagram and someone will say, you need this and I will get it. I was about to say, didn't we just have so a conversation a about how fast this can happen? <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. But, but it's like general, if it's a big flock situation, yeah. then I'm yeah. going to take my time to it because I like to observe. The first thing I thought about with this was the Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah. Like for real. It's so funny because I can look at a Stanley Cup and know that I would hate it. Like that is Listen. not my cup. Some of y'all got Stanley Cups to match every day of the week of your outfits. And that's fine if you truly enjoy the cup. I just but need I to know, know more about why. I would not want one with a straw poking up or a dumb handle on the side or one I know I could spill in my car. Like, yeah. all these are not good for my lifestyle. But maybe it's the amount that it holds. No, my cup's bigger and it seals. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's the seal for me. It's, like, I need yes, something to I need seal. to be able to spill it and it not spill. Yeah. But because everybody's decided it's so cool, I keep wanting to get one. Well, Can I tell you how many times I've had to back away? Because I'm like, Jen, look at that dumb. I'm sorry. It's not dumb if you like it. If you like it, it's fine. As long as you got it because you like it. But I know for me, that is not my ideal cup. Sure. And so I'll be like, you just want this because of the color or because everybody's got one. They're beautiful. But I would hate it. I would never use that cup. I just need to know. I think I just need to like have one in my hand to understand the craze about it. I think actually my daughter has one. (laughs) It's just Anyways. funny. It's just funny to think through. That just is us. You don't like that cup. It's just because everybody's got it. And don't be ashamed. It's fine. We all do this with something. Oh, And yeah. I mean, it's And sometimes fu- it's all a great it. experience. Sure. As long as you realize if you really like it or not. That's right. I don't know. Choose for yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Point mm-hmm. is, we're like sheep in that way. We just follow each other and do the same things. <laughs> so funny. Oh, yes. That's a pretty good quality. Mm. Well, well, not, not that really. part. <laughs> <laughs> not really. But on the other side of things, this is a really cool quality of a really good shepherd. Because that's what God says he is. And that's what we as pastors just try to aim to do for 
everyone that we are able to pass over. Mm-hmm. A good shepherd will tend to the flock, care for the individual by providing food and water and shelter for the flock. It's important, but good shepherds can. This is what's really cool. They can spot out if there's a sick or an injured sheep or even a little mama sheep that's about to have a baby. They know which one is going to have that baby, even in the middle of all the other sheep. Yep. So tending to the flock and caring for the individual all at the same time. And the last thing is just for fun. But I thought this was, I was like, yep. That just put the nail in the coffin right there. Um, a new baby lamb is just the cutest thing in the world. Can you think of all the little Easter, Easter. pictures? All the little kids we with the little that happen. cute lamb on every level. It's just mm. the lamb. But give it six months. They grow up fast. Like your dog. Mm. Like a great day. They grow fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So quick. Six months down the road. Go Google a full grown sheep. It ain't cute. Yeah, I t- it's something about that eye. <laughs> it's just no, the it's whole a thing. matted up, nasty hair. It's the whole thing. They but get the gross. eyes get you. Well, the eyes are special, but mm-hmm. they're not nasty. Like they, <laughs> the hair is gross. So point is, cute doesn't last forever. Just like with us, mm. it takes maintenance. It takes a process. You've got to have a nice shepherd. I see where you're going with this. Yes, you got to have a nice shepherd that's going to keep that hair back yeah. and keep you groomed yeah. and looking good. Yeah. It's, I just, I just died when I realized that. I was like, wait a minute. We make cute babies and we get crinkly when we get old. It's true. I was like, you just gotta, you just gotta take care of it all the way. That's right. <laughs> so funny. Yay for the sheep lesson. These are really cool qualities to keep in mind when we're looking at the heart of God while realizing that we're so much in need of a good shepherd. So if you've been tracking with us in our Bible reading plan, you've recently gone through the book of Hosea with us. And it's such a beautiful picture of God's heart for his people. And that's where we're going to camp out a little bit today. Yeah, I think a great starting point for us today that almost wraps up honestly, the whole Bible mm. um, in one verse is just, it's such a, a, all through Hosea, to tell you the truth, has just amazing snapshots of God's heart. But this one, I feel like packs such a punch. It's Hosea 6.6. 6. It says, for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And the message version puts it like this. It says, I'm after a love that lasts, no more religion. I want you to know God, not go to more prayer meetings. And I just think it's so good because he wants us to know him in a way that is so much more than just empty actions. Mm -hmm. In the Bible Belt, it's easy for us to, you know, come in contact with people all the time that go to church or they just do the thing or they check it off. But there's a difference in looking like you know him and really knowing him. What I think is obviously interesting to point out he's not telling us not to do those things he's not saying don't bring me the sacrifice he's not saying don't go to prayer meetings because he's told us to do these things he's told us to gather and all but his heart is i would much rather you stop just doing stuff for no good reason and really dig into who i am when you real realize who he is like as a real being with feelings Mm -hmm. chapter 11 of Jose becomes such a beautiful picture of this. Yeah. So it's, it's just like what you think of knowing God as a father, as someone with the real feelings It kind of takes me back into parenting and Mm -hmm. we have a 13 year old. And so it is a lot of any parents of teenagers out there that you get it. Or if you've parented a teenager, it's a lot of like, just frustration (laughs) and because there's so much life learning lessons that are happening at that age. So I resonate because I'm like, when I'm reading all of Hosea up until chapter 11, 
I'm like, oh man, yeah, I feel you, God. Like that, they got to get it together here. I see it, Lord. Yeah. And then it comes to chapter 11, verse 8 through 10. And it says, oh, how can I give up on you, O Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you like Adma or demolish you like Zemuin? My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. No, I will not unleash my fierce anger. I will not completely destroy Israel. For I am God and not a mere mortal. I am the Holy One living among you. And I will not come to destroy you. For someday the people will follow me. I mean, I am a mere mortal. And I'm just, I'm hearing this as a parent. Mm-hmm. And, and putting myself in the place of God, our Father, who is for his children, because they are his children. To hold out for that moment, someday. For someday, the people mm-hmm. will follow me, because it's all about that intention mm-hmm. of his children. Yeah. And he, God was so angry. Mm-hmm. So angry, and he had every right to be, but there's such a tender shift. In fact, whenever you're listening to it, if you're listening to it through your um, Bible Bible app, app. Mm. tender music plays Mm -hmm. at this moment. It's like, but what is happening? Mm -hmm. His anger has a resting place and that's in Christ. So let's go back to that sheep comparison. In Isaiah 53, six, it says, all of us are like sheep that have gone astray, right? Each of us have turned to, I'm sorry, each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of all of us to fall on him, on Christ. It's all because of Jesus yeah. that we don't have to bear the punishment that comes from the anger that God feels when we constantly disobey. Like thinking of it as a parent, I'll get so angry with my son sometimes. And it's it's not even angry as a person. It's angry like, if you, why if you can't just you knew. see? Like yeah. I can see the, the good on the other side of this if you would just obey. But sheep constantly needed to be herded back in. Mm -hmm. They wander off and get lost and the shepherd goes after him. And that's the beautiful part is God is the good shepherd. And he constantly just has this heart shift and says, but someday you're going to follow me. They forget, sheep forget that they're helpless alone. And this is something that's crazy. They forget that if they fall over, those suckers can't even stand back up again. (laughs) Unless they're, the young small ones can. But the older they get, especially if they're pregnant, especially if they need a haircut, those suckers are going to fall over Mm -hmm. and can't even, you can't even get back upright. Is that not a picture of how much we need the Lord? I kind of understand the whole process of why he compares us to sheep. Right? Yeah. Like y'all so, come on. I know you're smart, but you're really not. Like all at the same time. You can't get up yourself. You can't do nothing. But it's just so, I mean, we just need that help from the Father. But how easy to forget. Hosea 13, 6, after this, where he's had this heart, you know, this this resting point with, with Israel. And it's like, oh, but how can I ever let you go? Mm. 13, 6 says, but when they grazed, they became full and they were filled. And their heart was lifted up. Therefore, they forgot me. Gosh, you know, the more God helps us and the more he provides, you forget that there's a provider. Yeah. You know, I think of the same thing when people are in medicine, whether you've been on a medication before, you've watched someone else deal with this, whether it's just from um, a cold type sickness or a mental type sickness. Right. You, they're taking the medicine. Everything becomes okay. So what do we do? We decide that we're just okay. Oh, thank goodness. I'm fine now. I'm going to be honest. That 10-day prescription (laughs) does not feel necessary at day seven. No, you stop taking it. And you're like, oh, why did I relapse? (laughs) It's me again. Take the medicine. Sheep. That's what we are. We're sheep. 
<laughs> yes, it's so common, so common with the way we treat the Lord. Every good and perfect thing comes from Him mm. until we're done praying and begging for it. Then it's just ours. So we're back to our own thoughts and desires, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like it can be so easy to have a bird's eye view of these stories in the Bible and think, why did you not see it? But it's so just us. It's always us. Yeah, that's right. But the whole purpose of this is that he is a good shepherd. Mm -hmm. And the book of Hosea ends for us just to come back. It says in 14.4, the Lord says, then I will tell you of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds for my anger will be gone forever. The whole point is he's he's so much hope in that. Yes, he he is leaving the 99. And I want you to hear me on this. There's a purpose that he's going after the one to bring you back with the 99. It's because we are better together. But ultimately, it's because we're all his Mm -hmm. and you are worth going back for. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. And it makes me grateful because I have been the one. Yeah. And when you think of it in that thought process for the person that you're going to be working next to mm-hmm. or the person that you're teaching today yeah. is that they are the one yep. and need just as much saving and thank God we have a savior and we have a father who sees us and yeah. goes after us. It's so true. It's so true. And it's so easy to know you're the one, but not see yourself worth saving, yeah. not yeah. see yourself worth the energy or the, but God sees it. And he, I, it's just such a beautiful picture of his mercy for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way the book ends, the very, the very ending of Hosea is Hosea 14, verse 9. It says, Let those who un- are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right, and righteous people live by walking in them. But in those paths, sinners stumble and fall. And I think that's such a, interesting i guess for one ending of the book but it's powerful because it circles back to that conversation from yesterday it's putting the lord first that's right it's remembering that we don't have the power to do any of this in ourselves and his love is boundless and sometimes it can be a hard thing to realize but his pursuit of us is just so genuine Mm -hmm. he never gives up you know, a lot of the times we were talking about this just in conversation that, you know, you can be in the habit of reading the Bible of how to pr- um, apply it to your own life, sure. how to apply this, how to apply this. But to flip that thinking and go, OK, yeah, but God's pursuing me, too. So what can I just see about him here? What can I see about him here? And he starts revealing just the most beautiful qualities of a father that loves us so much. And it doesn't even make sense. I think that has been my biggest takeaway of whenever, like, just spending time in Scripture this year specifically. Um, And we were talking about, like, but why? Because we've always heard how much God loves us. Like, the Mm -hmm. God who created the universe loves you even more. You know, like, we know these things. Yeah. But whenever you see full picture of how Scripture presents the Lord, who was just constantly wanting relationship with his children. Right. And will literally do anything and did everything so that we could have relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And there is a different approach to it. And it's nothing to do with us. It's everything to do with who he is. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so it drops right into your app every Thursday. We love this time with you and are so glad to be a part of your day. Until next time, keep growing. <laughs>